1: Hello everybody and welcome back to the double T one podcast. I am in Miami edition. Sorry, Tommy, I'm sorry. I thought I'd just say that straight away. Um, you I do mind, where...
0: as long as you don't say welcome to Miami, because I'm absolutely sick of hearing that. But I was, I was
1: tempted <laughs> that I saw your tweet, so I decided not to. Um, so if you've been living under a rock and haven't been seeing our social media and whatnot, we've been out. In Miami and I say we myself and two of our cameramen have been out in Miami we filmed an amazing video uh, with Charles Leclerc and it's probably worth mentioning at this point this podcast is sponsored by Codemasters and the official EA Sports F122 game and if you haven't already I would highly recommend you check out the video we filmed with Charles Leclerc playing the new game because it's probably one of my favorite if not the favorite video on my on the entire channel for me Um, And if you want to pre-order the F122 game, there will be a link in the description below. So there you go. Go check it out if you want. Now, let's talk about Miami, Tommy. Let's let's do it. Let's dive into it. Of course, I've I've been lucky enough to go to the track yesterday, so I've got a little bit of experience of what it was like. Um, And of course, we had FP1 and FP2 yesterday. uh, And one of the big talking points was probably Mercedes and the fact that they are not last or mid-last. They are actually...
0: (laughs) Eleventh and fourteenth, like their little graphic that they did, and then exactly, just exactly, yeah.
1: And the thing is, you know, I tweeted saying, "Oh, you know, uh, Mercedes are back." Oh, I think my cameraman is about to dive bomb into the pool, and that's something that I don't really need to see in the background. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, well, one of the things was that you know, I said Mercedes are back after FP1. I'm like, people are like, calm down, Matt, calm down. It's only FP1, and then FP2, George Russell topped the timesheets, and I was like,
0: hmm,
1: maybe hmm. I wasn't joking after all.
0: Interesting. But
1: it. it they clearly, something seems to be working for the Mercedes. They've brought some upgrades, and it's a completely new track. seems to be working.
0: Yeah, they've got new end plates and a few upgrades, but Mercedes themselves seem quite surprised by it. Um, I don't know if that's just Mercedes being Mercedes, of, oh, we've not done anything different. We're still going to be rubbish. Uh, but they are genuinely surprised themselves. They, I think Hamilton... And Russell both said they didn't feel like the car felt any quicker and were quite surprised when they essentially looked at, at the times. Um, but yeah, they topped they topped FB2 in Imler, I saw a lot of people saying, but that was very different because like it was a sprint, sprint weekend. Yeah. yeah, and they they clearly did a, a bit of a glory run. Whereas this, it does genuinely feel like they're there or thereabouts with um, Red Bull and Ferrari. And actually, one thing that's quite interesting is that uh, Lando Norris said that Mercedes have been probably the best car in low-speed corners all year, but no one's been talking about it because everyone just looks at the result. And so he's not surprised one bit. So maybe get, get your money on a Merck win in Monaco.
1: <laughs> oh, it's good to have you back on the podcast, Tommy, after. What was it last time you predicted that Mercedes
0: are completely out? They have no hope. Oh, don't, uh, we... don't. <laughs>
1: I thought I'd bring that up because, of this course I fought fault. against you it is your fault you've literally you've brought them back into contention. Everybody can blame Tommy for that one uh, at tyler ballard forty uh, four five eight asks is Mercedes peaking in practice or showing real pace and I think you picked up a really good point about f p two and Imola. A lot of people seem to be jumping on that, but that is very much where every single car will usually do a race run, so we don't see you know a Ferrari or a Red Bull doing uh, a crazy lap time uh, to try and you know one lap, hot lap, whatever. Uh, whereas, as you say, Mercedes seemed to be doing some sort of glory run and wanted to top the timesheets. Whereas this time, everybody's running, because FP2 is usually the one that's more um, representative to qualifying. So that's where they they will just try and do a fast run. So Mercedes genuinely looked good. Some people are saying because of the smooth track surface, Lewis Hamilton's even come out and said he doesn't know why they've taken a step forward, which Don't know if that's particularly true. I'm sure he's got all the data and knows exactly what's what's going on, but um, Mm. it is an interesting talking point as well about Mercedes. And I don't, I don't buy the fact that George Russell is trouncing Lewis Hamilton this year at all. I think it's probably about two each. Which, to be fair, is great for George Russell if we're going to be analysing his performance. uh, Done better than I thought. Yeah, exactly. Definitely
0: not. He's definitely been flattered a little bit by. Australia like you said in the, in the last luck. one and yeah
1: exactly but looking again strong George Russell he's had some pretty decent results when you actually look at it and what that Mercedes is supposed to be in a bit of a dog in the first few races he's, he's picked up some pretty awesome results um, so going to be interesting to watch that over the next few races to see if uh, George continues to, to pick up those points and, and be somewhere near uh, the front of the world title and actually that brings me on to the next question F1 Ginger Says, does Mercedes have a realistic chance (laughs) at the 2022 World Championship or is it too late? Tommy, are you going to go back on your word yet?
0: Yes, they do, because I basically did the master jinx in the last podcast. Um, I don't know. I still I did genuinely feel like it was a fundamental problem with the car and they wouldn't catch up. Now I've seen this. Do I even dare say it? I don't think they'll be fastest this weekend. So well done Mercedes on the victory. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I just thought that they were really looking completely screwed in Imola. And yes, maybe it's just track dependent and other tracks they'll struggle again. Where I think you alluded to this as well in maybe even the third podcast, and you can argue that it still happened uh, in Imola despite their terrible race. The amount of points Mercedes are picking up with a dreadful, dreadful car in inverted commas. I mean, it's still probably a third best on race pace, but they're nowhere near really the uh, Red Bull and Ferrari in the first few races. And the amount of points they've managed to pick up is unreal, really, from just consistency. I mean, George Russell's the only driver, isn't he, to uh, be in the top five in every race, which is mad. And That's he's- an insane
1: stat. That is yeah. insane. But, you know, teams are faltering, whether that's due to reliability or making mistakes like Leclerc did last time in Imola. That's That's exactly what we've been saying, though, isn't it? They get, Mercedes the, minimum. They get just... the
0: minimum they can get every weekend, it seems. Yes. Like, I can't think, other than Hamilton and Imola, and obviously Hamilton's poor luck with the safety car, I think every result you've been like, yeah, that's probably about what Mercedes can do with that car. So, yeah. Impressive. Exactly. And,
1: and, it's, and it's scary. That's why I never wrote them off, uh, especially because it is a 23 race season. This season's development is so, so quick. You know, there's as much as that, I guess, I suppose, you know, they're not bringing upgrades every single race because we know that there's a cost cap and they can't do that and they're still understanding the car. But when these big upgrades come, that's where a big shift can happen, especially where Mercedes, for example, try and fix their porpoising or whatever. If those things get fixed, that can change the pecking order very, very quickly. And that's the exciting thing about this season and not knowing exactly who's going to be on top come, come the middle of the season. Uh, so I'm, I'm not writing them off yet. You know, we've got, as I say, this is what, round five of 23. And uh, I, I, I thought better of you, Tommy. I'm not going to lie to you. When you said now Mercedes have got no chance, I was like, ooh, I'm not sure about that, my friend. But here we are. We'll see. They, they may well Such just... An idiot. Uh, <laughs> you've literally caused this. Um, speaking of causing things... <laughs> Let's move on to Carlos Sainz, shall we? And, of course, he had that crash, uh, which was not ideal. Let's put it that way. Uh, he said immediately, didn't he, that he knew what he'd done wrong. But you know, I, I am... what crash. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, it was uh, quite a funny time in commentary, wasn't it, as well, where uh, I think they were analysing something
0: else. And then <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, they, were with, they were with Mario Andretti. Yeah. And they were just talking to him really casually. And then it was just a there are certain moments there's something very the office about when they're live and the camera sort of like pans to the incident and stuff you love it and uh yeah it's back to Ibola last year yeah exactly and it was just like carlos literally the camera was on him and he just came spearing past the camera into the uh the red bull tire wall which is just you'd, asking yeah. for memes this weekend isn't it
1: you'd uh... You'd actually love for the whole Formula One broadcast just to be done in office transitions. And <laughs> yeah, it really would. It'd be amazing. Yeah, no cuts,
0: just no the cameraman. Just zooms like this. Like, <laughs> great.
1: So, of course, Carlos had that crash, which is not ideal for his confidence after what has been a very poor start to the season. Of course, some of it is very bad luck. Some of it was his own fault. But for me, it it kind of just keeps going back to the: Is he trying too hard? Is he driving the car too hard? Does he feel the pressure of having this world championship car underneath him where Leclerc is leading the championship? You know, he's got more than a victory in hand at the moment. Carlos, you can tell in his interviews, and I've said this before, you know, his competitive spirit is so strong that it almost is detrimental, I think, at times because of how strongly he feels when he doesn't do something right. And it's similar with Leclerc as well. He is very hard on himself as well when he makes a mistake. But it just seems to be this almost a snowball effect now of carlos just making these mistakes and as i say some of it is bad luck and you know i'll completely admit to that as well but Mm. if he keeps this up these are and we said this at the beginning of the season these are the crucial races for ferrari to optimize and use their car to the absolute maximum because We've already seen Mercedes have taken Mercedes looks account. like a big step forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Red Bull are tripping up over themselves as well a little bit with, with Max Verstappen's car. They have to utilise all these points. I, I guarantee you, if this keeps happening, we'll be on race 23 and going, ah, Mercedes won again. And let's let's analyse what happened.
0: And if Science wants any chance, even though it almost seems like a slim chance already, of the world title, um, with those people coming up, you know, if he... Bins it again in the race or or quali and drops a load of points to Leclerc again. They're just going to say, look, we need to back Leclerc now. Um, it's really interesting those two drivers actually because the the whole story of them has almost like flipped on its head because last year, Science was the consistent one, and just that would just bring the car home in decent points. And Leclerc was the one that I felt was. I said all along, I think he's the quicker driver, but he would probably overdrive the car because he was used to having a very quick car and make mistakes and things like that. And now it's almost flipped the other way where other than Imola, which before everyone started shouting, well, Leclerc went off in Imola. I know, but minus that, Leclerc's been the one that has actually been, you know, just now he's got a car that's capable of winning just, bringing home the points and getting good results. And Carlos seems to be the one that's probably a lot of it due to the fact that now they've got that race winning car and Leclerc can show what he can do. Probably science is really trying to make that deficit up and pushing really hard. And then the more he thinks, Oh, I really need to catch Leclerc. The more mistakes he's making and it just becomes this vicious cycle. So Yeah can't be too many more of those in him before it becomes no no, no there
1: certainly, certainly can't um and I think the key difference is as you say race winning car like the the difference between putting a car that doesn't belong to be on the podium on the podium and delivering when you're expected to be in the top two are completely different ball games and we've seen that yeah. many times with, with many drivers so Carlos just needs to he needs to know Yuki Tsunoda he's overdriving the car in my opinion uh, in, 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 the, in these aspects, and you know, he said he knew what went wrong. You know, he had that. I mean, I know he had a puncture, but how how lucky was he not to hit the wall early, wrong um, In, in FP1, that was FP1, yeah, wasn't
0: it? yeah. Um, so two two offs in both sessions so far. Yeah, one, very one lucky was one was his fault, and then but, the other you know, didn't yeah. save it. Um,
1: yeah, that uh, that spin was quite lucky that he yeah. didn't hit the wall. But then again, he, he still had to repair his car in the next session. Um, so just, I think Carlos needs to take a deep breath know that it's not the end of the world if he finishes behind Leclerc, but as long as he finishes behind Leclerc and no further than, than that, and then he can just pick up some good points and Ferrari can hopefully have a good, good, uh, good chance to, to win the World Constructors' title as well. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realise that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling, sleeping too little, sleeping too much, undereating, and overeating. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways. And in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and grind all the time, here's your reminder to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try some therapy. BetterHelp is customised online therapy that offers video, phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. WTF1 listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash WTF1. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash WTF1. During this great reshuffle, a record number of employees are considering switching jobs. So now's your chance to try to attract them. LinkedIn Jobs is here to help you connect with the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to tap into the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster and you can post a job for free too. Just visit linkedin.com slash WTF1. Again, that's linkedin.com slash WTF1 to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Right, moving on to, and I kind of alluded to it a little bit, Max Verstappen's problems. So Max had, well, I mean, you're the, you're the, you're the cape-wearing um, fanboy over here. I mean, yeah, of sometimes. course, he had the big hydraulic problem in, in FP2, which then caused a a rear brake fire. Um, he then, he clipped the wall, didn't he? In, in FP one, which then caused them to take a precautionary gearbox change. Oh, I can see yeah, by your face, Tom, you, know. you,
0: it's, it does So annoying.
1: <laughs> you've already you've already made the Leclerc win graphic, haven't you? Just so that Max wins now.
0: <laughs> well, I was just going to say, uh, my my baby Grace, she's not won the Max onesie yet, so I'm going to have to uh, put her in that for. That's clearly what it is. You know, it's the jinxing power needs to happen. but If that
1: actually works and you put her in that one
0: You're coming it, round to the house. I, I, yeah, I'm going to have and, to
1: take that you? off yeah. your hands, okay? I'm sorry. That's, that's just a powerful a powerful jinx <laughs> that you've got there. Um, so there's a question from At It's Me Limits. Due to the lack of track time in Miami, do you think that'll affect Max Verstappen come Sunday? Yeah, yeah, big time, I think, because Miami is a brand new track. No one's driven around here, of course. We've never been to Miami before. And... Yeah, I mean, track time is everything, especially with these new cars as well. There's a lot of complaining about the the bumps. As I mentioned, Lando Norris saying about how bumpy it was, and he was expecting it to be, you know, smooth and, and beautiful. Yeah. And it's and it's not that at all. That last that last section of the lap is like 14, 15, 16. It's crazy. Like you just see the it's, way that they kind of ride. Riding... I can't
0: believe that, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah the way they the ride the curves and stuff, and bouncing all over the
1: place. It's crazy. Hmm. But yeah, so that 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 part, I think. Well, if we get any sort of crash there, we're gonna have big problems and a big red flag. Like this is just it's. There is no way that isn't a red flag if someone crashes in that section, is there it, really?
0: Well, it's Baku Castle section.
1: Yeah, exactly. And we didn't we see? Don't, don't <laughs> 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 Wasn't it Signs and Schumacher went side by side going into there, which was a bit yeah. a bit strange. I, don't yeah, think I can't again.
0: believe that sector. It's it's absolutely crazy to me. Um as soon as I saw it, I was like, what? I, I don't I don't know how I've almost felt like everyone had missed that. Everyone was obviously too focused on the uh the fake water and the beach. And uh as soon as I saw the onboard lap, I was like, What? That looks it does look like a formula e-track, like Sunoda said, and uh almost Almost more clumsy than the castle section at Baku, like single file, it's really tight and twisty. Um, and yeah, it's uh big yikes. But Verstappen's season, the memes have already begun. I've seen about the fact that his whole season is just going to be DNF win, DNF win, DNF win, DNF win. Um, because yeah, I'm I'm very concerned about reliability again now after. Mm-hmm. Are thinking hmm, maybe this is uh maybe they've got on top of it, and uh, it's funny, isn't it? When um, it, it is just luck of the draw, but it seems to have always happened to Max's car this year. Uh, and normally when that happens to the number two driver, everyone goes, Oh, this shows Red Bull favoritism and all this kind of stuff, and actually, it's Max is the one that's getting screwed by the, the reliability, so for whatever reason, he's just been. Yeah very unlucky and the fact that they managed to fix his car in FB 2 drove straight out of the pits and didn't even do a single lap concerns me greatly. <laughs> mm,
1: yeah because you know you can't deny that when Max has had the car he's been just like Max from last year. You know, he yeah. has performed and he's won every single race he's actually finished still yeah. so yeah. That's, that's quite the stat to, to have. Hopefully that isn't a stat that for your sake, he'll have come the end of the year if he DNFs all the time and wins yeah, a few Yeah, lots of DNFs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need more wins than DNFs to, to have a chance. But it certainly will affect uh, Verstappen come Sunday, you know, because there uh, are these track things, which we'll get onto as well about, you know, the. Well, actually, no, let's do it right now. There is some track issues, and there's a question from Cyniac. A few drivers have mentioned that the track surface is different than all the other tracks, and it kind of seems like it's becoming less grippy throughout the sessions, at least after FB1 and 2. Do you guys know why this is? How could it affect the race on Sunday? Well, we've seen, was it Bottas? He spun into the wall uh, by going just a little bit too too hot. And was that really offline? I'm not sure. I think Button said in commentary, didn't he, that it was he went in maybe a little bit too quick uh, into that section. Um, but we also saw, was it Perez, trying to do a dive bomb on Vettel offline and just carried oh, on.
0: Yeah.
1: turn it, 17. It,
0: it was barely even a... Well, it it was a dive bomb, but like I feel like at any other track, you would have made that stick quite easily, and especially you know a Red Bull, a superior car, that that just shows that breaking offline is just because because even just them dipping a wheel on the you, you can see it in the pictures and from the, the laps like the the marbles and just you you've got almost like a a, a racing line of tarmac uh, that they just don't want to go off. Uh, and yeah, the Perez overtake makes me very concerned for the race. Well, that's it, isn't it? That
1: basically gives us Imola, but in dry conditions, in in a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: Because if
1: they can't go offline, they can't overtake us, like Will Buxton and Netflix. Like, This this is kind of like, genuinely, if there is only one grippy line, there's going to be no overtakes.
0: The drivers have said it as well. Um, So I've got a couple of quotes here. So Lando said... Uh, in FP2, it started better, but then as soon as there was a l- little bit of marbles, it was terrible. It's not going to be great for racing. So, pretty savage. And then Perez said, It's really disappointing that there's no grip offline. Racing will be bad because of this. As soon as you go offline, there's no grip, it's done. It's sometimes wet on that side, and sometimes offline, it feels gravelly. So, racing will be hard. Mm.
1: Well, I mean, not filling me with hard, confidence. Sounds like it's going to be impossible.
0: Impossible. To be honest with you. Yeah.
1: Like that, that doesn't fill me with, it. because I think actually as a track, I think the Formula Eve thing is actually quite a, a good point that it does feel very Formula E at, at times. But I think, I think there's definitely like, it's all right in places. I don't, I don't think it's a bad track. You know, no, thinking, I don't. Christian Horner said it was a mixture of Baku and uh, and Saudi Arabia. I think it was Christian yeah, Horner. That said the,
0: that. Yeah, he got the flowing bit at the start. Like play, playing it. On this makes it sound well, we are sponsored by them, But uh, you know, playing it on the F1 game. <laughs> it makes us sound sponsored. <laughs> yeah. We are actually we are. sponsored by EA Sports but, um, and Code genuinely...
1: for the brand new f 22 game. Sorry, Tommy, <laughs> you can't set me off on a sponsored chat and then not say yeah, that there's sorry. a pre-order in the link below. There you go, Terry.
0: Perfect segue. But um yeah, playing it on the F1 game whatever, when you don't have those problems, it does actually look quite a fun track to drive. But I'm very concerned by this grip because you know because it is um a car park sorry Will Buxton, um it, it's not like a track where there's loads of you know stuff offline like you can't they, they're not there's not constant cars going on it uh, that's like the first time it's only i think it's maybe only w series is the only other support race i'm not 100% sure yeah, i think so but there's there's obviously not a lot whereas you know if you go to somewhere like silverstone or or the permanent tracks you've had formula four cars on there earlier in the year and WEC and all this kind of stuff. And the tracks a bit more rubbered in, whereas this, it really does feel like it's just one line and and even more extreme than I've ever seen a track where even just half your tire going off the racing line, which I think it was Gasly didn't even look like he went that far off the racing line and had a huge swapper. Um, yeah we'll see i mean it's one of those it's one of those things it could make for absolute carnage and it just ends up being a really exciting race because people make mistakes and you can't overtake which sometimes can be a good race uh yeah look at Gasly and monza yeah exactly so maybe you know, all I love the how the you, guys you've, you've
1: somehow off. managed to turn this into a positive.
0: You're like, well, look, what well,
1: if they can't overtake? You never know. If Kevin Magnussen's <laughs> leading, Can you tell.
0: I love Monaco. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Well, Lando's going to win anyway, isn't he? Because he's he's got his God, shirt, of the McLaren. Really. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, that was uh, that was quite funny. It's like uh, we we accidentally put an article live, didn't we, about Russell going to Mercedes? Uh, and, and everyone thought we knew something. Done. Yeah, and it was done.
0: literally just hit uh, publish instead of save draft because everyone yeah, knew it was exactly. going to happen,
1: but. Um, yeah we I think it's probably more negative than positive thinking about those track issues but yeah. uh, I also like the uh, the optimism there Tommy I really do I think that I'll just means it. qualifying is going to be even more important than ever. It's going to be like a Monaco uh, in a lot of ways uh, if these con- yeah. um, problems continue and if anything you know that we're going to get more and more rubber um, put down but here we hit we'll see we'll see let's move on to our predictions and uh, what we did uh, on the run-up. To this uh, this GP weekend, and I went for well, signs. Weekend goes badly. I think that's definitely a, a solid start to that prediction. Um, yeah. Not that I wanted it to happen. I'm sorry, Carlos. And not, and not only that, but he hit his head, didn't he, on the on the pit <laughs> I
0: know. pit wall?
1: Like, I mean, that looked so painful. Mm. Yeah, like, he really Absolutely painful. smashed his head. It was bleeding, wasn't he, everything. it? Everything was horrible.
0: Yeah. Urgh. Um, so that, that
1: I'm sure, with the porpoising added in, is going to be very fun uh, with the helmet oh, on. So uh, not very nice at all. Uh, and my second one is Has don't make Q3, which looks relatively likely. I'm, I'm not. I don't. Then grade they? K look um, Mag looks all right, but Mick still looks quite far off.
0: Yes, a bit concerned about Mick.
1: Katie, yeah, exactly. Katie went for too much hype. Will mean a dull race, and if the track issues are anything to go by, that might may, may well come true. And Alpha Tauri double points. Yeah, we'll see about that one yeah it's
0: a bit of a, bit of a stretch we'll one. see yeah tommy what's yours i went for joe Newmates q3 so we shall see and Merck on the podium because you know this is the master plan i jinx them in the the previous podcast and then do the prediction based on them being good it's all part of the master plan oh.
1: They're written off. No, they're not going to win the championship. Matt will be on the podium. You are are a disgrace. Uh, Lavicious X uh, said Bottas will finish in the top five again. Uh, P. Satino, Leclerc wins by a 30-second margin. (laughs) And Broecky, 83, Will Smith is waving the finish flag, or at least he's going to sing I'm going to Miami that weekend, which I don't think is going to happen uh, somehow. He's not there,
0: yes. I don't think he's going going to be invited invited. after recent events, no.
1: Yeah, that that didn't go down too well. Uh, Tommy.
0: Final thoughts? Uh, final
1: thoughts are... Come on, you, uh, know, you know how this
0: works by this, now. I do, but I'm even more tired than usual. So these are going to get worse and worse. Um, my final thought is make sure you check out audio podcasts as well, because we are doing other little ones. We're doing one after Quali, and then we'll have the race one, which will obviously be on YouTube as well um so make sure you subscribe to like apple and spotify and wherever you listen because there'll be little bonus ones that some people still don't even know we do so make sure you uh check them out
1: yeah absolutely uh my final thought is probably actually just speaking about the fact that i'm in miami and and the uh, I, that, that's not meant to be a brag i genuinely can't believe we're here um but obviously yesterday we sat at FP, uh, we sat at turn 18 i think it is so we saw them coming into the hairpin um, which was just unbelievable. Oh, so,
0: you saw that Perez dive bomb then firsthand,
1: did you? Well, it, uh, actually, we had to leave early to go and film something else. So, I didn't actually oh, okay. see that. But, um, but yeah, we, we uh, yeah, it's just seeing them coming into that hairpin was, was really, really cool. Um, and another thing I want to comment on is how expensive this whole weekend is. It's an absolute, oh my $6.20 for a bottle of water. I, I mean, fair enough, it's in a metallic bottle. Um, and I did use some of it to fill up the fake marina, uh, so you're welcome. Um, yeah. But,
0: I mean, see, oh, my um, God. Yeah, I've seen plenty of stuff about that. Do you see uh, Jake Paul design? He went, yeah, he I filmed went with to him that, to that grandstand. Uh, so. Oh, did you? So, yeah, he went to that opening ceremony with the uh, whatever it was, the party thing, um, on the big stage on the Thursday, I think it was, and it cost him $35 for two lemonades.
1: I would say I'm surprised, but I'm not. I'm really not. Well, I
0: think. Formula One are paying, yeah, yeah. It, I guess exactly. Formula One need to make all their money back. <laughs>
1: that, and, and to be fair, you know, I'm not going to say it's all negative, because when I was walking around yesterday and having a look at all these different campuses and whatnot, like, it is a proper, proper setup, even just for, you know, if you're walking around and you've just got, you know, uh, general admission, like, the actual things they've set up is really cool. They're just all. Cost a lot.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that, yeah, does, you know, They've got
1: really cool food halls, and you know they've they've made a lot, obviously a lot of effort with the marina, you know, whether you like it or not. And you know, it does look cool to walk around, but if you want to actually get anything, uh, that's another that's another story.
0: I'm sure when we'll go into it a little bit in the in the race podcast and talk about like your experience more a bit, but even just you know the stuff that you've done around the city that you've been posting on social and stuff, you can see why Formula One, however much as hardcore f1 fans don't like the fact that they're really pushing these street tracks and we're going not going to traditional race tracks but the fact that you can go around the city and it feels like there's a formula one race on and there's all these cool like pop-up shops and show cars all these things in the city is a really cool thing um and you know i love silverstone to bits but i was there um two a couple of days ago um taking some pictures of uh this helmet design with um, Chris who does British GT and he was just talking about, oh, I need to go get food, but there's nothing around. And you know, that, that just does sum up the yeah. kind of, the difference of, you know, you have to drive in. Uh, there's nothing really around the area. Whereas Miami, it does seem like, and these street tracks, it does seem like they're, you know, they're putting on a big show for it and it's very much like Formula One is here. Woo. Um, but let's just hope the racing is good because you know, all this hype, uh, if it's a bad race it will would be slightly embarrassing
1: yeah it would be quite sad and you know if for whatever reason the track surface wasn't right then uh yeah that's that's going to be a bit of a blunder uh, on that but it is interesting how there's two uh, it almost feels like a tale of two halves you've got on one side these pop-up store uh, pop-up stores f1s here you know the amount of times we ha- when we were filming outside these pop-up stores, people were going oh yeah, yes formula one sort of thing like and you know kind of almost learning for the first time. Oh, look, at the, look at the car for the first time. And there's a lot of that
0: yeah.
1: and it's making it more accessible that way. But then you flip side and you're like, well, it's actually really expensive. So it, then you it kind of is a, is a big barrier to a lot of, for a lot of people. So it's a shame. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see how it evolves and whether it's going to be that expensive for the rest of the time. One thing I did want to ask Tommy, your question for you is who do you think got the biggest cheer when the cars went out for the first time? in FP1, and everybody went past? Who
0: do you think got the biggest chip? As in you know what this yeah, is? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. Um, I am going to say, and this is just based off some, I think it might have even been a picture or video that I've seen. And maybe this is just me wishful thinking. Was it Max Verstappen? By a country mile. I, I keep seeing, yeah, like people filming the track or whatever, and I see people like literally up in their seats cheering every time. Glory supporters.
1: I know, I, know. I, was, I literally <laughs> was like, is it because he's the champion?
0: <laughs> I, I'm actually very interested. Uh, of, well, it looks like Mercedes is going to be good again, but uh, I'm very interested at Silverstone this year. Uh, if Mercedes uh, continue to be a bit rubbish, if we see a lot less Mercedes hats and, mm. and yeah. stuff. Hamilton but, uh, went
1: past for the first time and did went, oh, that was it. Wow. It, was, it was insane. Max went past and people were literally standing up, whooping. Because that's
0: was... so weird because... What you're made to believe in the in the press is that Hamilton's obviously like the mega star of Formula One, yeah. and uh, you know the Americans will will love him because you know he's the the like the celebrity driver if you like. But um, yeah, just I, that's kind of weird. Well, next yeah, year crazy. that maybe be depending on who wins the championship, it'd be them, and then the year after. <laughs> Yeah,
1: whoever's the champion gets the biggest support cool all right well that was a very long final thoughts but uh thank you very much tommy <laughs> for your time as always i know you're a very tired man so i hope grace is okay and uh, i'm sure she's fine as it is grace week and uh, you know i just i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i just love that for it. i love that so much i didn't even come up with it but i love it um cool hashtag wtf1 podcast if you want to get involved in the discussion uh, if you want to ask some questions uh, for our next one huge thank you to code masters and ea sports for having us out in Miami. If you want to pre-order the F one twenty two game, there's a link in the description below, and uh, we will see you for the post-race podcast in a few days' time. Where,
0: yeah, I'm probably be... the three of us doing a podcast for the first time in what feels like ages. Yeah, right?
1: that's going to be that's going to be exciting. The the band yeah. back together, <laughs> perfect. All
0: right, thank you, everybody. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.